Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hi, this is Dan Miller. Hey, we're ready for this week's edition of 48 Days Online Radio. Going to do a little bit different again this week. And the last week I had just a short segment because it was Christmas week. This week, you know, I've just got a lot on my mind because it is the beginning of a brand new year. This is such a critical time to look back and look forward. As you know, there's something just amazingly refreshing about the beginning of a new year no matter what has happened it's a time to in essence wipe the slate clean and be able to write out what it is you want you know uh, andy traub one of our 48 days advisors sent me a calendar it's a it's about the size of a probably about 48 inches by 36 inches but it's a calendar a one-year calendar i've never done this quite in the same way i use you know, Google Calendar, and of course, I have all the things on there. But this allows me to look at the entire year at a glance. And Joanna and I spent some time over the weekend filling in the entire year of 2014 with all the major events and commitments that we have. And it was really kind of interesting just to be able to stand back and look at, wow, you know, this is unbelievably busy the first quarter of the year. But then we've got kind of a break in June and July where if we wanted to do something special, we could do it then. But it was just a great way to look at it. I encourage you to be looking at your year that's coming up in whatever way works for you. But um, make sure that you decide now what you want the year to look like. Don't just look back. Looking back is fine, but it ought to be looking back on the things that you had decided you wanted to have happen in the particular year. So my comments today are going to focus around the phrase, I won't be doing that. Now here's all we're going to do. I'm not going to be answering questions this week yet. Next week, I'll get back to that. We got tons of them in the queue. If you've got a question about the new year or anything else, feel free to shoot that in. I love reviewing those questions. Just go to the 48days.com site, click on the podcast link, and you can put your question in there. Either just speak it or write it out, or you can just send an email to askdan at 48days.com. I'll get back to those, but I'm going to be talking about, I won't be doing that. A lot of goal setting is deciding what you're not going to do. So a lot of people wonder about this process of setting goals and they think, oh, my plate's already full. How could I possibly, you know, add anything to that? You know, I got to just do what kind of pops up. What's most important. I can't set goals. Well, no, part of the goal setting process is to clean your slate out, decide what it is you're not going to do. And yesterday, well, as I speak, I'm actually, this This is the 2nd of January, but uh, yesterday, New Year's Day, I spent the entire day in my office. I had some podcast and video interviews up playing, but I spent the entire day just going through books. I cleaned out about 300 books out of my office, have them in another shelf, another bookcase in our big event area that are available just as giveaways to people that come in. But just that was just a refreshing kind of thing to clean off my bookshelves. Now, believe me, I still have lots of books in my office. That was just a small part, but to clean out those that I really am not using any longer. 
but just freshen things up. So my desk is clean. All the area around me is clean, makes a conducive working space. Now, what I hear a lot of people talking about this time of year are, you know, the blogs, the podcasts, the radio shows they're doing. And, and I, I encourage that, obviously. I mean, I do those things, but those things have to be part of a carefully laid out plan. A lot of people get confused in just adding activity that doesn't really lend to accomplishment. I mean, a lot of these things, especially in the social media space, people say, oh, geez, I got, you know, 50,000 Twitter followers. Okay. Um, how much money did you make last month? Now, this isn't about just being cold and crass materialistic, but a lot of people in this kind of information space and in the things that are available to us today in terms of work technology, get caught up in doing a lot of things that don't really add to the bottom line. I'm still kind of a bottom line guy. I want to look at the end of the day. Okay. What did that do to move the needle to put money in your bank account? You can write eBooks all day long. You can write a, a full book, a published book, but unless those things are significant parts of your financial prop pattern, you know, you don't just get caught up in just doing, 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 Make sure that you've got a clear plan. Now, I had somebody recently, one of the members of one of my mastermind groups, asked me if I would share my weekly schedule. So I'm going to share how I lay out my week and how I continue to have you know, productivity, things that really do matter. In my week, I decide in advance what I'm going to do, and that allows me to uh, say no to a lot of things. I won't be doing that. And I think that's, for a lot of you, that will be the most important part of doing your goal setting it's just simply deciding what you're not going to do anymore and that's fine i mean make sure that you do look at your schedule in that way but i had somebody ask me if i'd be willing to share my schedule because he sees the quantity of material that i create and he wondered how you know i can maintain that so i'm going to go through my schedule this is a little i'll, I'll put it up where you can see it briefly but there's also a sectioning of how I categorize things that I want to share with you. So there's two parts to this brief podcast. One is my schedule, and then one is how I categorize the activities percentage-wise in a week as well. Monday mornings, Monday morning from 9 o'clock to 11.30, that's when I write my blogs and guest posts. Do a lot of blog comments during that period of time. Two and a half hours on Monday morning, I write my blogs for the week. I usually do three usually do blogs that are released then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I don't wake up every morning thinking, oh, what am I going to do today? I've got to write a blog, and all of a sudden it blows three hours trying to come up with a blog. No, I've got lots of content during the week, but I don't write blog posts other times of the week. I just make quick notes about things I want to develop into a post. And on a Monday morning, I do it 9 to 11.30. So that's finished. I schedule them for the week. I'm finished with that. Then... From three o'clock, I mean, from one o'clock to three thirty on Monday, I work on my major manuscripts and product creation. So it's fresh in my mind for the week. These are the major projects that I'm working on. I spend that two and a half hours working on that. From three thirty to six thirty, then I do book forwards and endorsements. I have a continuing stack of books. People want me to review manuscripts for potential endorsements and forwards. So that's when I do that. Three thirty to six thirty. And that's only, that's the only time I do that. 
mean, a lot of what you'll hear me talking about here, I don't just, if a book manuscript arrives and somebody says, gee, I need an endorsement, you know, by Friday and I get it on Tuesday. Well, that's not going to happen. I, that's just not how I work. I'm not going to be able to do that. But if you send it to me and there's enough time where I can work it into my schedule on that time slot Monday afternoon, yeah, then I'm happy to look at it. So that's my Monday schedule, blogs, major manuscripts, book forwards and endorsements. Tuesday from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, one hour, I do the 48days.net updates, member highlights. I look at what's happening in that member community. 48days.net, a lot of you are part of that. So you know, that's when I'm reviewing specifically things that are happening there. From 10 o'clock to 11.30 on Tuesday, I do coaching mastery updates. Now, those are people who are in our coaching mastery program. They're serious about developing their coaching into their business and what they do to generate income. So that's the time period where I'm reviewing that activity there. Then from 11.30 to 1 o'clock on Tuesdays, I always have a lunch appointment. I have two days a week that I keep open for lunch appointments, Tuesday and Thursday. But so Tuesday is one of those. At 1 o'clock, I'm back here. From 1 o'clock to 6.30 on Tuesday then, I am doing coaching sessions, working with our coaches or doing actual coaching client sessions. Wednesday from 9 o'clock to 11.30, that's when I do my podcast. Two and a half hours, I open that file with all the questions. I go through, sort those, pull together what I'm going to respond. If I need to do any research, I do that. Turn on my sound equipment, start recording. 11.30, I'm finished. From 1 o'clock to 6.30 on Wednesdays, I do radio and podcast interviews. Now, that, this is pretty cool. I mean, I used to do a whole lot of radio. And radio is bouncing all over the week because you're doing live radio. But today, I mean, 90% of the interviews I do probably are podcast or pre-recorded for radio even. So knowing that, then I say, wow, I'm available on when, on Wednesday afternoons for that. So from one to six 30, I do radio and podcast interviews. That's when they're scheduled. I have a lady who does handles all those inquiries. She books those. And on Wednesday afternoons, I know that's what I'm going to be doing Thursday, Thursday morning from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock. I do my newsletter, weekly newsletter that goes out. I mean, this is a compilation of material that often is in the blogs or other places. I add some humor, some quotations, a little introduction, let people know what, what's happening here. But that happens on Thursday morning. Then from 10 o'clock to 1130, that's when I have meetings with my team members. So that that's it. Just that one, one and a half hour a week. I don't have lots and lots of meetings backed up, but that's the time I have open sometimes. I mean, it, it's, it's actually rare that we meet in person. Usually those are phone or web connections. You know, we're just doing video connections to talk about things. I don't want to waste people's time having to drive down to my office or come across town or across state or whatever it may happen to be with team members that are in various places. But that's when we connect 10 o'clock to 1130 on Thursday morning. Then again, I have a lunch appointment from 1130 to one. And in the afternoon, one o'clock to six thirty on Thursdays, those are miscellaneous appointments, meetings, business catch up, business overview, things that need to be done. That's my business focused day is Thursday. And then Friday from nine o'clock to four o'clock. So in essence, my entire working day, that's when I work on my major manuscripts, product creation. When I'm doing 
Right now I'm doing the revision to 48 Days to the Work You Love. We got another book that I'm working on. Um, a couple other eBooks that I'm working on, projects, products that will be released in here in the first quarter of the year. But those are things that happen primarily then on Friday. So again, I bookcase my week on Mondays. I'm working on major projects and on Fridays I'm doing that. The other days I intersperse the other things. But keep in mind, even when I'm doing blogs um, or writing guest posts, I mean, that's still creating content that is likely to show up in a major project, in a book somewhere down the road. Then at four o'clock on Friday, that's when I head for the house to get my massage. Now, I put that on there because that's a real integral part of my week. Now, there are other things I didn't uh, only shared here what happens after nine o'clock. I mean, the early morning times are important parts of the day for me. When I meditate, read, study, do devotions, exercise, those kind of things. So my workday really starts at nine o'clock, um, having done the most important things prior to that. But then at four o'clock on Friday afternoon, boom, that's the end of the week, get a massage. And that's not just some kind of luxurious, you know, ego gratifying kind of thing to do. I mean, that's an important part of the health program that Joanna and I have. We're very serious about maintaining our health. We're both in excellent health, take no medications of any kind. We're full of energy, vital, creative, got lots of good stamina, but it's because we are very serious about taking care of our health. So we do that during that period of time. But I, just like with the financial budget, I decided in advance how I'm going to spend the 168 hours a week that I have. Now, incidentally, if you were counting hours there, I really, I block my week into 50 hour work week. Now that's a little more than a lot of people do and probably more than I recommend, but I, I have a lot of things that I'm working on. We don't have children at home anymore. Joanne's busy with a lot of things. So I do, I book 50 hours a week that I know I'm going to be working on projects that give me a lot of meaning, fulfillment, just like we talk about on here. A couple things about how I work and I get questions about this a lot. So I hope this helps you in kind of clarifying and you perhaps have heard me talk about this a little bit, but I want to expand on it a little bit. And that is the biggest factor that contributes to my productivity is to work in focused, uninterrupted blocks of time. So that means that when I'm working, I don't have a phone in my office. I'm not getting text tweets. I don't have automatic emails loading. No one walking in my door. I simply focus and work on my projects. That is really, really important to me. I mean, we know from studying, from research that it requires 18 minutes to return to the previous level of involvement in a project following an interruption. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people never have an 18 minute time span in their entire week that doesn't have an interruption of some kind, you know, where you get a phone call, a text, a tweet, person popping their head in your door, email arriving and so on. But that really prevents any real depth of working on a project. And I don't think you'll ever see your best work if you allow constant interruptions. That's a real important part of how I maintain a high level of productivity by working in focused, uninterrupted box of time. Now, 
even though I don't have a boss, you know, I don't have anybody looking over my shoulder, I'm, I still know what I'm going to be working on. I mean, sometimes when I talk to entrepreneurs, people have moved from corporate work into doing things independently, independent contractor, whatever. It seems they work with kind of the squeaky wheel principle where they get up and just whatever wheel is squeaking loudest gets oiled for the day. And I think, oh my gosh, you know, don't do that. Decide in advance how you're going to organize your time, how you're going to maximize your productivity. You know, in this week's podcast from Andy Stanley out of Atlanta, he talked about a particular verse that I thought was very interesting. He said the verse has been transformational for him. And so I've kind of put it up as, as a theme for, for me in 2014. And it's found in Nehemiah 6, 3, where the writer says, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? Now, Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. So he was very focused on that task. They built that wall in 52 days. <laughs> Maybe he tried to get it done in 48, but it took him 52. That, that's a pretty aggressive schedule. They rebuilt the wall in 52 days, but there were other people that kept saying, hey, come on, you know, we want to talk to you. And actually there were some detractors that wanted to prevent him from building the wall. But he just simply said, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. I think that's a great phrase, kind of a great model for you to keep in mind. If you're distracted and redirected every time you have an interruption or get an invitation, you're really saying that interruption is more important than what you were working on. Once you identify your great work, you'll be less likely to allow yourself to be interrupted. If you really believe in the value of what you're working on, then it ought to take a major act of Congress or some family interruption for you to interrupt that, to redirect and do something else. What do you think you could accomplish in 52 days if you really focused on your best work? Boy, there's a challenge. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, but just think about it. If you didn't have interruptions, what could you accomplish in 52 days? Now, I give you the kind of time box there. There's just one more quick thing I want to add here and we're going to wrap it up for today. I also look at my time schedule based on four different categories and that is creating, sharing, communicating, and planning. Now creating is a full 50% of my time. So research, writing, doing articles for magazines, websites, doing books, eBooks, manifestos, new products, promotions, even attending seminars and workshops. I put in that category. That's 50% of my time is in that arena. Sharing is 20% of my time. That's speaking, teaching, and coaching. So if we're doing live events here, I'm doing speaking engagements, civic presentations, lunch appointments, interviews, radio and TV. Those things all fall in the 20%. This is another way for me to kind of balance, decide in advance how much time. So am I going to do, you know, I have time to do, well, probably eight or 10 interviews a month that I can do. Now, I'm not going to do, you know, 30, even if the request there, I'm not going to shift and allow that much time to get put in that category. Now, this goes back to what I started talking about at the very beginning of the podcast here, and that is make sure that your activities really are leading to the accomplishments that you need to have your business or your work produce. So I could do 70 interviews a month, 
but are those directly tied to income production enough that I can justify shifting my activity there? I don't think so. I mean, those things have have their place. They're part of what we do, but I only allow, again, that 20% of my time to be connected to what I call sharing, speaking, teaching, coaching, and that includes doing interviews, those kind of things. Communicating is 15%. I do a lot of that, but that I allocate for that seven and a half hours a week for email responses, communicating with people, past clients, people who are involved in our masterminds or live events, 15% communicating, and then planning is another 15%. So that's, you know, business meetings with my staff, doing, working on the business in terms of what's happening, where our financial projections are, what we're doing there, investments and so on, seven and a half hours a week. So the creating is 50, 50%. Again, the areas are creating, sharing, communicating, and planning. Creating is 50, 50%, 25 hours. Sharing is 20% or 10 hours. Communicating is 15%. That's seven and a half hours. Planning is another 15%, seven and a half hours. That's how I make my week work. That works pretty well for me. Another thing I just as a Final note here, clean out your workspace, whether it's at home or your office or your job. I mean, distractions can come in a lot of ways. You may turn your phone off, but then see eight unfinished projects on your desk or sitting around your office. It's tough to stay focused with that. So make sure that you have a workspace that's conducive. I've known people who work in a little cubby underneath the stairs in their house, but it's clean, it's crisp, clear, organized, and they can work there. So it doesn't have to be some massive, expensive office down the street. It can be a little part of a room in your house, but make sure that your office, your work area is conducive to how you like to work. Hey, we got a lot of things coming up here in the first quarter. Again, it's going to be a busy time for us. The first event is going to be the Coaching with Excellence event that's coming up on the 16th and 17th of January. If you're serious about turning your coaching, you know, maybe you've just noticed that people ask you for your advice and opinion. Wow. If they're already doing that, it may be easier than you think to shape that into a very productive part of what you do. Even if it's a part last night, we had dinner with um, our friends, Pearson, Lisa Mars. I mean, he's coaching, doing a lot of coaching, doing some really fun things, but he still has his full-time job. His full-time job is amazing in how well he's able to do it and what it provides financially. Uh, He doesn't hear from me and from anybody else who's a thinking friend that he needs to be quitting that. No, he's doing, but he's doing very productive coaching. He's been to our coaching with excellence event and has come back a couple more times. So he's doing that, but that is still a part of what he's doing. But if you're interested in that, check that out on a website, the live events coaching with excellence. Uh, You will not see an opportunity to register for Innovate. Innovate will be in March. It's going to be another outrageous event. Uh, We've got some new things. We're adding Ken Davis. The comedian is going to be here. We're going to do the unveiling of the bronze 48 days Eagle that'll be installed on a granite base in front of my office before then. So we got some exciting things, but there's no registration available. We're going to open registration on February 3rd at 10 o'clock. So we, we have a challenge in that we have so many people want to come to that, but keep that date in mind. If you want to come, we're going to open it 48 people. That's it. 
So that's going to happen on February 3rd. So right now there's no way to actually register for Innovate. Well, I'm going to end with that. This is the beginning of a new year. I hope you're excited about what the year, year new year is going to bring to you and that you already have decided what it's going to bring to you. You know, don't just wait and see what happens. Decide in advance. I know you're doing that. It's been an amazing opportunity to be invested in the lives of other people. Thanks for being part of this community that we've put together here. People who are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, productive, and profitable. Let me know what you're going to do this year. Connect with us. Share your successes. And have a great year.